Good afternoon, everyone. You're all welcome to our first podcast with Thomas Davis GAA Club. And today I have the pleasure of Liam McGuigan. Liam is the current chairman of the club and is heavily involved in the running of teams. Good afternoon, Liam. Hi, Kevin. How's things? Are you getting? Not too bad. You all set, yeah? Yeah, ready hmm. to go. Take us back to the beginning. Um, when and how did it all start for you, whether the club or with GAA itself? With the with both, it started. I moved on from Belfast in December '75, and my dad was teaching me how to play Gaelic football and hurling on the field in Milbrook Lawns. And Stephen Kerr actually got me involved in the, the first teams of the St Dominic's juvenile level. So Stephen, as anyone, there's no good man from um, many years ago. Kieran's dad, current senior hurler Dara, his grandfather. So he got me involved and he was a mentor for a number of years of my throughout juvenile level. Taught me a lot. Oh, very good. I didn't know you were a Milbrook Lawns man as well. Huh? On the, on yeah, the old yeah. NBL pitch, huh? Milbrook Lawns, yeah. The, the green area in Milbrook Lawns is where I first kicked or, kicked the football and hit a sitter. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, A lot of good Thomas Davis people are from, from around that area as well, Milbrook Lawns. There is, uh, yeah. A lot of them. You mentioned Stephen Kerr there. Who would he been your biggest influence growing up, or would it be yeah, somebody else? Definitely at juvenile level, yeah. Um, like I said, my dad would have taught me how to play the game. You know, he, he really wanted to influence um, Irish culture on me. So learning Gaelic football and hurling was the the best way to do that. But then wanting to play for a team, Stephen was the one. Yeah, Stephen was my manager for many a year at juvenile level, and like I said, a, a gentleman. For the ages. Yeah, he was heavily involved. Um, as a child, did you prefer hurling or football? I was. I always preferred football. Um, I played hurling all the way up, but I preferred football because it was better at it in my eyes. That's that's why I I thought I just <laughs> I got a I got more of a kick out of playing football, so to speak. Pardon the pun, but yeah, I, I preferred football. But I still loved playing hurling. Never missed a hurling match, and I played all the way up to adult level. Oh, very good. Um, did um, how are you finding the new position as chairman with Thomas Davis now? Yeah, it's a, it's a different challenge completely. Um, I'm very lucky in, in regards that a lot of the people on the executive committee are ex-chairman, you know, Dave Kennedy, Dominic Finnegan. So there's a lot of support there um, for me, you know, for the first time doing it. We've also people on the committee. You know, David Griffin knows more about. The, the rule book and the Gaelic games and, than anyone about. So very experienced team. And at the same time, a, a very new team, you know, a lot of new members on the executive. Um, and that brings its own enthusiasm to, to try and do things slightly differently. Um, and to try to be as, as open and transparent as we can. Mm, very good. Um, how important do you think the club is to the community? I know, um, is it um, um, Mr. Brown has done a great job on the social media and the things? Yeah, it's a, well, it, it always was like the GA is, um, encapsulates everything that's good about, about this country. Uh, community spirit, everyone together. Um, it's always been like that in Thomas Davis. All, all the way growing up, I've always felt uh, a togetherness there. Um, probably you, you really see that you're in the best of times winning championships, you know, whether it's juvenile championships or senior, when everyone comes out to support, no matter 
who they are, where they're involved in the team. We get huge support out for games. And and you also see it at the worst of times, you know, when, when people are down, when they've when they're in the deepest and darkest holes. It's it's then that the community spirit shines through. Um, and we have seen that a lot over the years. And we see it now with the COVID nineteen situation, you know, our members everyone in the community, everyone together. Um, although staying apart as the as the saying goes. But no, that plays a massive role in the community and you know, as PRO Colin Brown has been exceptional since taking on the role. He's been doing it over a year now, but he's really ramped up this year because of the COVID the COVID situation that it's our only medium is the social media aspect and Colin does a great job in pulling all that together and keeping it together for everyone. So yeah. Yeah, I, I seen the video he put together there. Uh, it was yesterday they put it up on the club website. It was um, it was quite impressive and some great views of the Dublin Mountains behind the club yeah. as well, and the facilities that we yeah, have. Yeah, well, it makes you it makes us all very proud of of what we belong to. Um, it's taken taken years to to develop them facilities to get them to where they are now, and then more recently, you know, the work put in by Mick Redmond, Aidan Lawler, and the and the grounds committee in maintaining them, upgrading them, and, and keeping them to that level. What we need to do now is get the players back on the pitches, hopefully, when when, when it's safe to do so and, and when the government, the GEA, um, gives the go-ahead. That's what we need to do next. So really fill the grounds uh, with kids playing football in Hurling. Yeah, yeah no, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, what challenges do you see for the club going forward? Um, there'd be a... Short-term challenges, there's always financial challenges, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. Fundraising is always a challenge, more so this year because we've had a couple of major fundraisers that have had to cancel. So the online lotto is a challenge to keep that successful. That keeps an income coming in. Um, maybe a couple of online fundraisers over the coming months will be good, but they're short-term financial challenges, and we'll overcome them. I've no doubt in my mind we'll overcome them. On a wider basis or a greater mm-hmm. basis is the, is the sporting challenges ahead of us. And we've now started to set standards for ourselves. You know, our senior footballers getting to the semi, are getting to the final last year. Senior ladies semi-final. Our hurlers are now senior A hurling standard. Um, Camogie is taking a bit of a, a beating there a few years back, but it's now back on its feet and, and, and moving forward. And the goal should be to get them the senior standard as well. So it was only a few short years ago we were one of only three clubs, I believe, had four senior teams in, in the, the four codes. So we want to get back to that. And, and that's a challenge to get back to that. But we've, we've set a, a standard for ourselves and we have to start surpassing that now. Um, senior football, hopefully over the next few years, to make the big breakthrough again, make that step forward and win it. Same with the senior ladies. And I see the senior A hurlers, hopefully, maintaining their status and maybe hitting semi-final within the next three or four years with the players coming through. And I'd say the same for the Camogie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great boost to the club, wasn't it? Getting, you know, county finals and as you said, the ladies section doing well and the Horland also doing very well. But uh, it, gave, it gave a great boost to the club, I thought, especially to get into any county final. It was brilliant. Which, um, it was a great season. Yeah, the last club, few yeah. years, you know, even our, our minors getting to the, the county final, um, producing some really good young players coming through minor hurlers. We've had the last two Dublin minor captains in hurling. You know, that's unprecedented for our club. And now that shows you the standard of young player we have coming through in, in, in both codes, football and hurling. We have the same in ladies football and camogie, young players coming through. 
And it is exciting times, you know, watching the crowd in Parnell Park last year. Okay, Ballyboden were stronger than us on the day and they're probably a year or so ahead of us. But when you look in the stand, mm-hmm. you know, it was four to one Thomas Davis people in the stand. That shows you what it means to us. And we will get there. I've no doubt in my mind that we will win a senior football championship in ladies and men's. And we will compete fairly highly in Hurling and Camogie in the years to come. Structures are there now. Um, we have the players coming through mm. and the most important structures are in place, which are the juvenile structures. They are now in place to start producing players and we are producing them in, in all codes. Yeah, um, I think I was reading on one of the little interviews you were doing and um, one of the, one, the younger lads of the minor team, I think he says uh, he was couldn't get over the, the fact that they got into the final but the great support, as you said, I think you were saying nearly four to one in the county final, that the people that we had supporting Thomas Davis, but he couldn't get over anywhere we go. We seek to bring bring great support with us, as you says, with the support yeah, that well we, we have. See, yeah, well, we see that the, in every every code, you know, when it, when it's a fail at competition at weekends under fourteens, it's not just the parents of the kids involved who are there. You know, a lot from the club go to support. Um, Adult teams, like the support the ladies team had last year in championship games on the main pitch in Ennoid and Bray in the semi-final. It was great to see, you know, the, the support for the ladies section um, of the club. And, and we have to keep growing now. We have to keep developing in all all areas. But like I say, Parnell Park that day was fantastic. Looking around and we're just green and gold. And I've no doubt, no doubt at all with the players coming through that we will make that breakthrough. We will be senior champions over the next next short few years. Please God, yeah. Um, we touched on facilities there. Like we have great facilities in the club. Um, when do you see the new pitch being opened? Well, we're still waiting on a, a, a bit of feedback from the pitch developers on that. Um, so it's it's what kind of development we want up there. You know, getting a pitch is one thing, but what kind of pitch? Um, so we have to get the the costings for the various types of pitches and what sort of development do we want around the pitch? So Collie Clark is actually leading that from a, a grounds development um, end of things. And, and Collie's a very capable man as anyone who knows him will testify. So Collie at the moment is working with some, well, was working before the COVID thing broke out, broke out, was working with some various pitch developers and was going to come back with some recommendations and costings. So once we have that, we'll be in a better position to, to let people know. And, and as I say, we want to be open and, and, and keep everything, uh, keep everyone in, informed of what's happening. So as soon as we know anything or as soon as any decisions are made, the members will know immediately. Very good. Um, what was your most memorable occasion as a Thomas Davis mentor? mentor. So back on, I know you've been involved with a lot of teams yeah, as a mentor. You probably have yeah, more than one. I've been involved with in the, in the, the, the men's section um, three teams from under eight all the way up to minor. So at, at some great, great moments, picking one is, is very difficult. Um, you know, there was that young juvenile team that won three in a row, three Division One titles and three championship titles under 14, 15 and 16. And an exceptional group of young players. I mean, I look now and over the last number of years, you know, four or five of them on the senior panel, another three or four on the intermediate panel. So most, most of them, 50% of them continued playing, which, which was good to see. So 
winning championships at any at any level or in any age is great, and I've good, I've great memories of them. Um, winning a minor C hurling championship with my own young lad being involved was was really special as well. Um, Brandon Horan and Dominic Finnegan were involved mentoring that team, and then more recently that the adult teams always, you know, are bring a different challenge completely. So they do. So the intermediate footballers, you know, missing out on promotion was was hard. But at the same time, the year before we had a great run, or two years ago we had a great run in the championship um, at the semi final, the intermediate, which was tough going. You know, our second team in the semi final of an intermediate championship was a great achievement. So that brought great memories. More recently, now being involved with the ladies, brilliant semi final last year broke broke our hearts losing in the semi final, but. I think there's a, a major breakthrough ready to come there. Um, and on the ladies, on the ladies, yeah, side, I, I ladies think same. we will be winning. And I wouldn't be surprised if we were winning senior A championships in football, in football, our football men's and ladies in the same year. Mm, yeah, there's some some cracking lady players right, going yeah, through footballers. Even as you said with the COVID thing, they're running up and down, keeping their training going on the green in front of here. And I know they're involved. I think it's Jimmy Owens' daughter and Tammy. You can see a few of them still even taking over with all the training and, and um, yeah, fair play to them. Um, yeah, we have a great bunch of um, of players at adult level. And, and it's something that, you know, I'm very proud to see. And it's something that all young players should should look to and aspire to. And we see senior men's, hurlers, footballers, ladies footballers, camogie players. They're all like doing their own little bits and pieces. They're not assigned by their mentors and coaches and they're, and they're working away on their own. And that takes a special kind of discipline, especially when you're doing it for 10 weeks. You know, We're not marathon runners and we're not boxers. We're team players. So to see them do that on their own is, is great inspiration for young players to look up to. Oh, no, definitely. Couldn't agree more with you. Um, who was the best manager you ever had? Best manager I ever had? Yeah, that's a... Yeah, I played under. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the problem. Few of them there. Coaching end of thing. I, I used to, I used to love when when Johnny Lawler coaches years ago. But the, the the senior team and done three in a row. We we coached intermediate and senior, and I was sort of on the fringe of both, on the fringe of the senior panel. And I loved training at that time because um, training was seriously hard, and I I had a lot of time for Johnny the way he, he trained teams, his whole attitude towards it. So I really enjoyed. Training with him, um, from a manager perspective, believe it or not, Paul Kelly, the current senior manager, was only a couple of years older than me when he managed me at minor. And Paul had an astute eye for the game as well. He still does, I think. So and I enjoyed playing with Paul. I have to mention Sandro because it's probably the best year playing junior football when Sandro was the manager. So I have to, I have to mention him. That was probably my, my most enjoyable year of, of playing football. <laughs> I, I think you got more than one yeah, in there, Liam, did you? Yeah, I had to get a few. <laughs> yeah, now Johnny Lauder was brilliant. He was ahead of his time as well. And I think he played with Nemo Rangers as well. Or was it not Nemo? It was yeah, in Leash, yeah. was it? it was the, yeah, he, was, he, he, he did a great job putting Thomas Davis as well, helping obviously with um, Declan Douglas, Douglas and Alla, um, yeah, Andrew yeah. O'Donnell and that. But uh, Johnny was very good, all right. Um, what was your most memorable occasion in the Thomas Davis jersey? Memorable wearing the jersey. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't have one to be honest with you, Kevin. And that's the truth. I never got to play 
championship finals or anything like that. So when I was growing up at, at juvenile level, there was no um, different grades. It was just under 14, under 15 championship under, or whatever. Um, every time I pulled on the jersey and especially played on the main pitch, I got a great feeling, no matter what, what level it was or what team it was. Um, and I still do, you know, when I get a chance. Yeah. Last year's over, over 40s tournament up in St. Anne's. You know, with the, the jersey has to mean something to you. It, it, it meant something to me growing up because it was, it represented a new beginning um, for my family down here. You know, and, and being taught how to play Gaelic football in Hurling and what it meant it, with regards to Irish culture and what it meant within our own country and our society. It meant something. So every time I put on the jersey and every time I said to players, when you put on the jersey, it has to mean something to you. It has to represent the best of what you are. So anytime I pull on that jersey it's or put on anything with that crest, it means something. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, you, were saying, you. You spoke with your dad there a little bit earlier. Was was he involved with you in, in any shape no, or form? No, not at all. No, we moved on here yeah. from Belfast in December 75. Like I said, he just, you know, he's a, an Irish Republican. He wanted wanted to pass on, you know, culture and, and what it meant. Gaelic football and hurling mm-hmm. was the way to do that. Um, went to all my games when he could, supported me when he could, but a lot of the times he was in work. And again, like a lot of the men in the, the 70s, then you got, got the job when you could and overtime and everything else. But any game I played, he was always there when you could make it. So from that regard, you'd be a great supporter and a great influence. Oh, brilliant. Um, who, who would be the best player you ever played with? Best player why? I ever played? Well, that's probably one of the easier questions. Like Paul Curran to me was exceptional. You know, it's a, he got on, what was it, Dublin Millennium team. You know, well, anytime you even watch old the old footage, you know, when you say old footage, you're talking about Paul Curran, it's ridiculous. But when you watch the, the game from the, the 90s um, <laughs> when Paul was playing, he could slot into that current Dublin team today. So he could add that, no doubt in my mind about that. Him and his best could get in that five in a row team. So I'd have to say Paul. And there were some great players played throughout the club over the end years. You know, at one stage, that three in a row team sure had, you know, 12 inter-county players in the starting 15. Like an exceptional team, you know. Um, you were involved in it for many a year. You know, there was some incredible players came through that club. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one and only one, then I'd have to say Paul. Very good, yeah. I don't think there'd be too many people disagreeing with you on that one. Um, the opposite to that then, who who was the best player you ever played against? The best player you ever played against? Oh boy. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you or we can say a, a, a tough marker if you want, because you were yeah, always the toughest in, you markers were always I ever played against were always a training. <laughs> I always thought, you know, because you know, you'd Gary Kilmartin kicking lumps out of even a training, so you'd always have tough players um, playing against. Uh, I will say one thing about uh, a player who, and, and this may surprise a few people, even not the best player, but probably the one player I remember consistently growing up. I played against them at juvenile level at under 11, I played against them all the way up. Played minor, senior, junior football against them. And in recent years, I played over 40s against them. So Nipper McNally from St. Anne's just seems to be in front of me all the time. And, <laughs> and now that he's manager of the Fox Rock ladies team, 
you know, it's it's time to sort of um take yeah. Nipper down a peg or two this year with the senior lady. So, so I'd say Nipper over all the years, you know, mm-hmm. obviously would be there. <laughs> Uh, you go football and Nipper yeah. all right, definitely. Uh, some bit of a character as well. Um, who would be our f- uh, favourite sporting personality? Oh, time Muhammad Ali. Um, I just think the man was incredible. Mm. Not, not just as a sportsman, but everything he stood for. And the fact that he, he put his principles ahead of money, of titles. You know, wouldn't have agreed with everything he said at times, you know, but as a role model, I think yeah, I think the man was incredible. Tell me this, Liam. If you had to play any other sport other than GAA, what would it be? Oh, um, I'd, I'd have to say I'd love to have done boxing. Growing up in Belfast, and you might have relatives who did it, so I'd like to have given that a go. Yeah. Was there many relatives involved in it? Yeah. As yeah, in and a few others who boxed. Yeah, one box for Ireland and that. So, um. Just one of them things that uh, I never did that I probably would have liked to have tried. That's probably the only. I played a bit of soccer as a kid, but boxing would have been the other sport that I would like to have tried, but I never did. So it would have been in the blood, huh? A little bit. I wouldn't have been good at it, but I don't think. Who would you say the biggest legend is in Thomas Davis? I know the legends could be it could be a long list, but try and pick yeah. one or two anyway. <laughs> there could be a few of them all, right? Um I'd have to pick two, like Corky and Christopher O'Donnell, simply because they're probably the two best umpires um, that we've ever had. Some of the things they've got up to and the way they've called shots in the past is just, it defies belief at times when you see them. Plus, you look at Corky's, Corky's passion for hurling is is incredible. Like, you know, he's the only man, he's, even when he's not involved with the team, he's at every training session up there on a Monday and a Wednesday, no matter what the weather. Corky's always up there looking at lads poking the ball around. So, yeah, I think that likes them. There's others, but them two now would be simply because good umpires. Yeah, it's very important to have good umpires. Um, back in your playing days, Liam, what was your what would you call what would you, your biggest strength as a player? Would what would that be? Um, I had I had pace. It was very fast. I could solo the ball very fast and that. But yeah, so that would be the biggest thing was the pace. Yeah, I think I remember trying trying to catch it a few times in training in the past. All right. Um, what do you love most about the current game? I think the skill level. Uh, going back, you know, over over the years, when you look at the skill level, I know people to concentrate on the the negatives of the game nowadays, but I think the skill level in both football and hurling is just a is just gone beyond what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, players kicking off right foot, left foot. Even at the club level, at senior football level, you know, to play for the Thomas Davis senior team, you need to be proficient off both feet. You know, you need to be able to, and to achieve anything, you need to be able to go off both sides, whether it's football or hurling, you need to be strong on both sides. So to me, the skill level is the most impressive nowadays. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to, 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 as you said, work on both sides. It's so important to the game, and, and as probably as as coaches, we we all are. It's so important to try and get into the into the players as much as you can, left and right side. And um, what would frustrate you probably about the current game? Um, times you can be a bit a bit too defensive. Um, at times, I think we've come out of that. But probably the, the one frustration over the last year or so is when you see, you know, a player a corner forward on a yellow card and a 
cornerback comes on and starts pulling and dragging him, the two of them get a yellow card and the forward is sent off. So I know good cornerbacks like yourself probably love that, but corner forwards <laughs> like myself don't. So that, that, that frustrates me a bit. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for Johnny Cooper now in the All Ireland in the fourth match now, but I suppose the likes of um, Endo Till and David Nugent probably would have been the ones that brought that to the fork, maybe. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you talk to them about that, but um, you're in trouble now. <laughs> okay, Liam. Uh, let's do a, a couple of fun questions, a quick for our questions. Um, what was the worst job you ever had? Oh, a cleaner in Dunn Stores, Kilnamana. Oh, very good. Um, did you have a nickname growing up? I didn't, no. Um, maybe you'll get one after this, but no. <laughs> you might get one, yeah. There's a couple of tricky questions coming up. Um, Favourite takeaway field? Uh, chipper. Chipper, yeah. Um, any particular one? Not really. I like the one down at Dominic's. No favourite. What would be your favourite drink? I should say water, but it's... Tell the truth. <laughs> at the moment, it's probably water. Yeah, at the moment, I'll find it favourite. Uh, what would be your favourite day of the week? Well, Friday, Friday afternoon, evening, going into the weekend. Um, Alan Bourne asked me to ask you this question. Do you still have your lady's moustache or did you give it back to Magnum P.I.? <laughs> no, I... I I still have it. It's in a glass case in case the 70s and 80s ever come back. Um, <laughs> Magnum never asked for it. I said, maybe give it to Alan. Yeah. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, flying at the moment. Just mm. due to this COVID thing, just to be able to take off would be great. Yeah, it'd be nice to get out of it for a while. Yeah. Um, is it true you went to Magaluf on holidays and came back the colour of Casper the Friendly Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first holiday away, I came back white, as white as what I went. Um, factor 50 and plenty of, plenty of sunblock. I wasn't getting burnt, but yeah. That's great yeah. <laughs> advice to younger kids now, huh? That's it, yeah. <laughs> sunblock protects you. Um, who'd be your favourite companion if you were stranded on the desert island? Oh, that's an easy one, I have to say Paula. Um, I'd be killed if I said anyone else, but no, definitely Paula, you know, you've... We have a bit of crack together, oh. a good time together. Bit of a laugh. Definitely the right answer, Liam. Uh, Dermot Conley or Bernard Brogan? Oh, tough one, but Brogan. At that, just age Brogan ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. As in, well, just, what, what, what does that, what edge is it? I think it's just this consistency. Um, Conley, as we all know, an incredible footballer, probably on his day, the best in the country. But Brogan for about, three or four years there was just consistently every week every game he played he was he was on the mark so I'd give it to him just just edged that's all yeah great player um, what was your favourite playing position anywhere in the half forward line I love playing mm, don't blame me favourite music uh, rock and roll yeah ACDC and Bruce Springsteen things like that uh, favourite film Lord of the Rings the whole three out of yeah. three films. Ah, the, the, the first one was first one was brilliant. I enjoyed all three, but the first one there was, was great. Yeah. Um, is it true Fergus Sharkey uh, brought you to court to get his mullet back? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely not true. Oh, I never had a mullet. <laughs> okay, I'll put that away. So, um, favorite ballad? 
the boys of the old brigade. What makes you laugh? Oh, Billy Connolly. Mm. Um, biggest regret as a player? Biggest regret as a player? Yeah. Um, yeah, that he never, you know, played better off my left-hand side and that I couldn't push on and, and break into that senior team, the great senior team, you know. There were great players ahead of me, so not a major regret, but definitely not being able to kick properly off my left-hand side is, is a regret. Yeah, I, a lot of people are disappointed not breaking into that team, so you wouldn't be the only yeah. one there. Um, just going to have the final word. What advice would you give to all young Gaelic footballers? Well, like I've touched on, you know, kick off both feet, you know, same with hurlers, strike off both sides. Um, so master that skill is from that point of view the advice it'd give but also enjoy the game you know go out and enjoy it you're playing with your friends whether it's a game or whether it's training most important thing is to enjoy it if you're enjoying it you'll practice your skills more you'll be a better player and is there anything regarding the club that you'd like to finish on just for everyone to stay safe at the moment um hopefully we'll be out of this situation soon keep following the guidelines but the big thing stay safe stay connected online you know Colin Brown has helped us all do that with little challenges here and there and getting to know various people in the club um, support the club as best you can you know the online lotto is there you know let's keep the club going so that when we are back we're in a healthy position and we can go on the great things on the pitch and I'm sure we will Absolutely. Great stuff. Liam, I'd just like to say thanks very much for today. Um, it was a great interview to for, you know, for your representing Tomas Davish and um, being a chairman. I'm sure it's, um, it's not easy, but I wish you the best of luck. And, um, and thanks again for today. And uh, be safe. Yeah, you too, Kevin. Thanks very much. Thanks for that.